0: i
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to
0: episode sixteen of season five. I'm your host, Kurt Field, and it is your boy Brundog, gracing your ear holes with the highest sounding quality you've heard this side of the Mississippi in a long while. Why's that, pal? Well, that might be because mm. Kurt and I are mm. broadcasting live from Gamble Pavilion, where the woman just won by thirty two points. <laughs> and by live from Gamble, I mean at UConn, but. Yep. We wish we were all stars.
1: Uh, oh fuck that! We are still all stars. <laughs> we will always be all stars. There are no all stars there now. Know, aside there from page backers,
0: oh, that's a good. I like that assessment. Thank I you. Like that assessment. Thank you. Uh, Bruno,
1: don't you love it when a plan comes together? I fucking love. It's very rare, but I fucking love when a plan comes together. It's funny because I was a, Bruno and I. You know, you know, we're busy. We're busy lads. Busy bodies and. We usually don't text each other until, like, the day of. We're like, hey, you want to record tonight? <laughs> yeah, sure. Or, yeah, no, yeah. I can't tonight. Let's do tomorrow. Sure, no problem. I was going to text Bruno last night, um, hey, do you want to pod tonight? Last night being Wednesday. And then all this shit came up at work, and I was like, I'm not even texting him. I'm not even texting him. I knew. It was inferred. Bruno knows my soul. I knew. And so I texted him today because I was like, oh, you know, the football team I helped coach, one of the coaches like, hey, can you go scout this game? I'm like,
0: yes, it's yes, in Wyndham.
1: I was like. IYKYK Wyndham and Yukon Very close What's close to Wyndham Para may I ask Hum, hum The con <laughs> The con um, And so Basically I was like Bruno I'm gonna quite literally Be in your hood yep. And it just so happened Bruno was doing Something for work Late so after I went and scouted the game, we got ourselves Gansett Wraps, our our biggest sponsor.
0: Fuck yeah. Gancet
1: Wraps. Uh, if you don't get a Husky Wrap and a Champ Wrap, you are a loser. I don't know what to tell you. And the French fries? Mm, Prime. Immaculate. Amazon Prime. Amazon. Mm, they helped me out. I got, I got a package in two days. There Amazon you go. Amazon Prime. Um, <laughs> and we, long story short, I was like, let's pod
0: in person. Yep. It's just so much better. It is so much better. And it worked out that... Kurt had all that shit going on. He's like, I'll be free at, like, 7.30, 7.45. We're getting a little behind the scenes right now. Mm. I had some uh, a virtual panel I had to do. I was like, Kurt, that gets out at 7.45. So it was almost like, you know when they're saying, like, hashtag NFL rigged, like, based on, like, people writing. It was almost like this plan was rigged. Guess who doesn't give a fuck. Us. Because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, it it was
1: 10 out of 10. Got to see Bruno's beautiful face in person. The virtuale that we have to do every week can be great. And it can also just suck donkey dick because <laughs> yeah, it's true. It, I mean, sometimes the recordings get all janked yeah. up and then like, we'll both have good Wi-Fi reception, but then yeah. we're lagging really hard. And it's like I,
0: you try to make the best of it, but you yep. really can't make the best of it. Sometimes Kurt texts me. He's like, uh, I haven't been talking for 10 seconds. And I'm like, well, Kurt, I'm watching you talk right now. Yeah. So some, something's <laughs> off. Um, if we lag today, we're that's fucked. just us. That's, just, <laughs> that, that is, that's quite literally just on us.
1: Yeah. Um, but with that being said, we uh, didn't speak to you last week. We, mm-hmm. just like you said, like in sync, bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. I was like throwing up last week. I couldn't do it. I was, it was bad. Yeah, I was late. I was like not feeling well. I was like, we need to not do this. I mean, understood. Uh, and I didn't want to talk about the Patriots. Well. IYKY. IYK. okay IYK, IYK. So <clears throat> we're back uh, after a little hiatus, and we're going to talk about week 10 in the NFL. Bruno, kick, 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 kick. <laughs> Kick kick, 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 <laughs> Bruno. We had six walk off, six kickoffs. What Ooh. do you call them?
0: Well, kickoff almost walk off kicks, walk walk kicks, kickoffs. Walk a flocka,
1: walk a flocka flame,
0: <laughs> baby. Uh, Carry away the move-at. <laughs> no, shout out no hands.
1: Um, wow, that brought me back to a place. Um Gee. But no, uh, week ten in the NFL was the story. I mean, was the uh, the kickers week. And so, we're going to go through a couple games here. Uh, We have some good ones, some bad ones, and then obviously the Patriots, which is the scum of the earth. So, Bruno, without any further ado, let's get into some of the games starting with Thursday Night Football. Bruno, this is a massive game. Massive. Two terrible teams fighting for draft position. Mm. Mm. Bears, Panthers. Bruno, listen. Final score in this one ends up being Bears 16-13 over the Panthers. But... It's interesting mm. because for the Bears, they get the win. However. 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 Those Chi-Town Bears also own the Panthers' mm. first pick. Mm. Mm. Bruno, so currently slated to pick number one in next year's NFL draft are the Carolina Panthers. But actually, mm. that means the Chicago Bears. Damn and The Chicago Bears are also hashtag booty cheeks, yep. which means they're going to have probably two top four picks. Yeah. Must be nice. Must be. Well, we're right there too, pal. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we're saying we're somewhere <laughs> oh, in the middle there, yeah. Uh, Bruno, there's really not a ton yeah. to discuss from this game. Um, I want your over overarching thoughts here for a second on Bryce Young, okay? Bryce Young obviously gets taken number one in the NFL draft last year. We know who got taken number two. Mm. A guy who's uh, tearing it up yeah. in Houston at the moment. And with that being said, he might be in the MVP conversation he might be so again i know different situations different 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 teams different you know organizations what are your thoughts so far about Bryce Young? Is it too early to panic, or can we can we be sweating a little bit for Carolina Panther fans? I
0: I think you set this up perfectly, Kurt. If we're gonna be honest, it really sucks for Bryce Young. Not only because in the draft and leading up to the draft, it was who's gonna go number one. It was him, C.J. Stroud number two. They were already set up to be compared to each other for years to come. That's just how it goes when you're the top quarterbacks taken in draft. But in addition to that, with C.J. Stroud playing at at unsustainably good levels for a rookie quarterback like if we're talking mvp that's not like offensive rookie mvp that's literally of the league if he's playing that good that's so unfair to compare him to bryce young but it's like that's what we're gonna do because they're both rookies we have to we have no choice right so i think bryce young is obviously having more typical of a rookie quarterback season cj stroud is the one who's having an atypical season in a good way bryce young we saw how good he was at Alabama. I think a lot of a lot of the traits that people were talking about when he was uh, leading up to number one, with like his intelligence and reading defenses and making good decisions, all that is still going to be there. I don't think you give up on him, obviously, because I think the other parts of Carolina that you have to talk about are, you know, who are his receivers? Adam Thielen, who like was cut from the Vikings because they thought yeah. he was too you old. You
1: know who their leading receiver was in this game? Who oh. I Mike Strachan? Who the fuck? fuck is that literally one
0: reception for 45 yards <laughs> yeah so uh, that that might be worse than the Patriots receivers somehow no they
1: 100% are yeah. he was 20 Bryson was 21 of 30 38 right 185 right you throw 38 times you would like to have more than 185
0: yards yeah exactly so there's that going on there's you know Frank Reich was brought in to try to fix the offense he's gone back and forth with giving up play calling duties taking them back giving them up and now he just took them back it's kind of a weird situation there so I think there's that to be said too too early to give up on him but you just have to feel fucking bad as a Panthers fan watching the guy you took. It's almost like the Sixers taking Fultz over Jason Tatum. It's the same kind of thing. It's like, oh, Fultz, yeah, maybe he's going to be good. Give him some more time. He sucks. He wish you had Tatum. He's ass. <laughs> yeah. So You are what you eat. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, it sucks to sucks, suck. But we'll, Bryce Young, give him a little more time. I think he still has a chance, and we'll see in this offseason if they decide to get him some help on offense. Yes. Yeah, and you never know about a, a quarterback's rookie year. Look at Mac Jones. Oh, boy. Like a uh, Walked right into that one. He had a really good rookie year. <laughs> Ask me rough. how he is now. wow well, well, Jim. Jim? We'll get there. We'll get there. So, yeah, win win for the Bears. Uh, you know, they got the win, and then also they helped their own draft pick because the Panthers lost, and they are picking the Panthers pick. So, good for them. Uh, you know, they won't get a chance to do that every week, but they'll enjoy it while they can. Kurt, speaking of won't get to do things every week, but enjoy it while they can, we have Vikings 27, Saints 19 couple storylines in this game the actual result of the game who really cares these are both kind of mid nfc teams last week the whole story was josh 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 Dobbs. he came in to the vikings they traded for him uh because kirk cousins obviously went down and their backup sucked Jaren hall was horrible no he's a rookie too or he's a young player too so whatever give him some time but he wasn't good they trade for josh Dobbs. last week he comes in like two weeks ago i mean he comes in doesn't know anyone's names, doesn't know the plays, had never practiced, barely taken snaps. He leads them to a win last week. We were like, okay, is that a one-hit wonder? Was that just a flash in the pan? What was gonna happen? What's Josh Dobbs gonna look like knowing more about the team and his offense? We made the joke. Is he gonna get worse as he learns more names and learns more plays and learns more stuff? Well. At least for one more week, that wasn't true because he actually looked pretty good against the Saints and he led them to a win. You know, 23 for 34 with a touchdown and no picks, 260 yards passing, 268 yards passing. You'll take that if you're the Vikings every fucking time. No interceptions. That's great to see, especially because he definitely threw some on the Cardinals and, you know, having some control over their offense. TJ Hawkinson, 11 catches, 134 yards and a touchdown. I don't think I would have guessed that he'd be able to slide right in there and be able to put up those stats for one of the Minnesota receivers. So that's good to see. Uh, on the other side of things, we have to at least mention, we got something we probably didn't expect to see. We got a little eat that W time because Derek Carr went out with an injury. Jameis Winston into the game and promptly, promptly through a couple of late interceptions, which yep. is exactly Jameis Winston like we remembered him. To a T. To a T. So, I, we, <laughs> so I was like, Kurt, I hope you don't think that was me. Uh, <laughs> just get thrown off our game right there. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you know any more if Derek Carr is out. I don't know his status. Moving he forward. Up, it's up in the air. Up Bruno. in the air. What's but.
1: crazy, the crazy storyline for me was obviously what Josh Dobbs is doing. It's right. crazy. The Minnesota Vikings are 1-4 with Justin Jefferson. They are 5-0 and oh without it, Justin insane. Jefferson. Insane.
0: That makes... No fucking sense. Yeah. And we were all talking about Justin Jefferson being like, fuck this shit, quarterback out. I'm going to set out the season. They're 6-4. I know I said they were a couple of mid-teams. Again, they're going to have to like prove it as they go on. But like, they're not at a playoff contention by any means. So No,
1: especially in the NFC. I did done chain the, the Vikings after week three.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Silly Kurt. <laughs> so, yeah, Josh Dobbs gets the win. Kurt, he's 2-0 on the Vikings. We'll see uh, next week if he goes 3-0 or not. Bruno, if I were to ask you a
1: question. You know, a team has played nine games in the NFL this year, mm. and they've been outgained oh in every single game. Oh what would you say their record is?
0: Uh, probably like 2-7. and seven.
1: Probably 2-7, and seven, somewhere in the Patriot range, yeah. right? Yeah. How about the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers? They've been outgained in every single game they've played, and somehow, someway, they claw and they scratch, and they get their sixth goddamn W of the season by taking down the Packers 23-19 in Pittsburgh. Bruno. Obnoxious. It's, it's Mike Tomlin, you fucking sicko. Um, here's what's interesting. It gets to a point. Remember how last year we talked about the Vikings just winning every close game? Yeah. Uh, the the Pittsburgh Steelers have now won nine straight games dating back to last year that have been by a touchdown or, or eight shit. points or less. Damn. In every single one of their wins this year have been by eight points or less. Oh, jeez. I so, didn't know that. So, again, you look at Pittsburgh – Yes, they're six and three. Yes, they're in the playoffs at the moment. They could easily be somewhere near Patriot Land at two and eight, but yeah. they're not because I mean they've. But give credit to them because they they know how to win the close yeah. game. Like again in this in this game, they're down late, a couple late field goals, but a, you know good sustained drives so by like Kenny Pickett and the offense. Najee Harris getting the touches he needs, um, and and they're able to pull it out when it matters. But again, nothing that Pittsburgh does is even remotely sexy. Like every game no. is like. I would copy and pasted from the next week. So in this game, Bruno, some of these stats. Kenny Pickett's stat line this win: 14 of 23 for 126 yards. <laughs> 126. That's like oh high school God. football <laughs> numbers. I'm not even trying to be a douchebag. That's oh like. Boy. But the but what was great for the Steelers in this game was they were able to do it on the ground. Yeah. Um, Najee Harris, like I guess, had 82 yards rushing, and then uh, Warren, their backup, had uh, 101 yards. Uh, Jalen Warren, had 101 yards and touchdown. So if you're doing out on the ground, maybe you don't need Kenny Pickett to be as effective. Yeah. But again, you know the Packers dropped to three and six. Pittsburgh moves to six and three. Again, it's two teams going
0: in two different directions. Yeah. And you know what that reminds me of, Kurt? Um, do you remember? I don't know what year this was. It was in the last two or three years. Remember when the Steelers started 11-0? and And they were like the yeah. worst undefeated team yes. of all time. And we were clowning them. People were like, oh, but they always they win. Lost they lost five straight, right? Yeah, they lost five straight. I think they – I don't even know what they did in playoffs. Maybe lost the Browns first, or something. First round, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. This reminds – like, obviously, they're not undefeated right now. But this reminds me of that. Fair or not it's the same coach, it's the same type of wins they've been getting, so they are going to be judged relentlessly until they decide to do something, or don't decide to do something at the end of Kurt, speaking of deciding to do something, uh, in his first start, Will Levis on the Titans absolutely lit it the fuck up. Popped off four touchdowns, three to DeAndre Hopkins. People were like, Ryan Daniels, gone forever, he sucks, which he does kind of suck, but people were like, it's the Will Levis era. Well, Kurt, uh, since then, uh, your boy Will Levis Hasn't exactly taken over the way he did in that first game. Uh, that was against the Falcons. He lost to the Steelers two weeks ago, 20-16. And they lost even worse to the Bucks this week, 20-6. to Not the most inspiring game. Not the most interesting game. Uh, I guess if you're the Bucks, these are the kind of wins that, like, maybe are going to keep you in the race for the NFC South, that no team in that division really looks like they want to win. Someone's got to win it. Someone's got to win. And maybe this is one of those wins that they're going to be, like, happy that they got. Baker Mayfield... He had 278 yards and two touchdowns. That's good, I guess. You know, the Titans, again, don't know how much of a good of a win that is. I will say, again, the Will Levis, like, the super high highs and then the super low lows, that's what we expect from rookie quarterbacks. We don't expect it to be C.J. Stroud. You're in the stratosphere every single week. We expect it to be more Will Levis where there's flashes, but then there's a lot of inconsistency. So, again... We're not super surprised. I think it's a little unfair for Will Levis himself because again, his first game was so good, and then it's like now we're judging him against his first game when obviously you're not going to do that every game unless you're CJ Stroud. So I still think you you keep rolling with Will Levis. Not that they've said anything different. I feel like at this point you got to see what he can do. And Tannehill sucks, and he was injured anyways. So mostly you know, see what they can do. But again, you know, Bucks get a win that helps them stay in the division race. Other than that, I don't really think there's much else to say. There
1: game. is not. Will Levis has come back to reality. We'll see what he does moving forward. Yeah, Bruno. There was a team that we talked about for weeks who came back to reality. Yep. After three straight losses, San Francisco 49ers looked to bounce back in a big way and in Duval County. Duval. You know, not an easy task. San Francisco now sitting in a five and three going to Jacksonville where the Jaguars are six and two playing great football. Well, wouldn't you know, guess who's back? Back again. Back again. Brock Purdy and the motherfucking boys. <laughs> the boys. They absolutely pimp walked all <laughs> over the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars 34 to 3 34 to 3 Damn. Bruno, you know how like the ESPN thing has like your uh, probability to yeah. win the game it was at 100% in the second quarter
0: <laughs> fucking love that i mean that so so they rounded up
1: they rounded up uh, i mean and it what was what was so great about this game for the 49ers getting back on track is they were able to distribute the ball all over the field and for the first time in 17 games yeah Christian McCaffrey didn't find the end zone. yeah. So they did it without Christian McCaffrey scoring a touchdown. George Kittle's stat line is funny. Three receptions for 116 yards and a <laughs> touchdown. For I mean, again, that's like more than the whole Patriots receivers yeah, ever. Shit, don't say that. I just got to throw that in there. But, <laughs> uh-huh. um, you know, George Kittle, three receptions, 116 yards. Ayuk: three for 55. McCaffrey did it in the passing game, yep. six receptions. Debo, I mean, they're just so deep. And that's what's so interesting about the 49ers. They can come at you from all over the place. Yeah. And that defense is fucking insane. Yeah. Now you add, you know, Fred Warner's unbelievable. Now you add you have Bosa and you have Chase Young. It's like yep. I'll tell you what. Don't let him get hot again. Don't let him get hot. And for the Jag- for the Jaguars, that just that's one of his games. You ba- you bury the football. Yeah. Don't watch the film, move on. Yeah. absolutely just move on.
0: Speaking of moving on, uh Chris McCaffrey, one thing I thought was cool. Kyle Shanahan was aware that he, he was tied for the record and he wanted to break the record. They did put him in at the end and they gave him the classic like three straight plays trying to get him in that zone. I think the Jaguars defense was aware of it. They were trying to stop it. Obviously, you're not going to go too crazy because you don't want him to get injured doing so. But I did think it was cool. The coach was like, I want you to get this record. Kurt. Maybe the 49ers are better when he doesn't score touchdowns. Let's just take away the previous 17 games, you know? Yeah, right. (laughs) So let's just do that. Uh, In the end, though, good for the 49ers. Hopefully for them, they got their slump out of the way, and Coach can be like, guys, you can play the fucking shit those three games, and let's motivate them the rest of the way. Uh, Kurt, speaking of guess who's back, back again, Uh, Cardinals-Falcons. This feels weird to say. Kyler Murray, someone who I think a lot of us forgot about, and understandably so. He he had an awkward timing injury last year where he tore his ACL like halfway through the season right around now. Obviously, it usually takes, you know, about a year to heal unless you're Aaron Rodgers and you're doing weird crystal meth shit uh, to get <laughs> back into the game. Uh, Kyler Murray, So though, we've heard. So, so we heard. heard. Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't sue us. Uh, but I took spoil lot twice, so I could represent myself and hurt. Um, Kyler Murray came back from his ACL injury, and I don't think he was coming back to the prettiest of situations considering the Falcons were one and eight heading into this game, but Kurt, They doubled their win total with Kyler Murray. They won 25-23 to over the Falcons. A great team for Kyler Murray to come back against because Atlanta, who the fuck knows what's going on with them. Uh, They are playing some crazy games left and right where they should be winning games that they lose. They lose games they should win. I don't even know what's going on. Basically, though, this if you're a Cardinals fan, if you're a Kyler Murray fan, this happened basically as good as it could have gone for you, uh, considering it's his first game back in a year. 249 yards and a touchdown. Uh, He led one of what was the— one that was many of the game-winning field goals this week. Kurt said at the start, the theme of this week was game-winning field goals with time expiring. Uh, The Cardinals were losing. He led a game-winning drive. Uh, to seal the win over the Falcons that has to feel good again the season's going nowhere but I think you're going to want Kyler Murray you know they just paid him this big contract you're going to want him to play well you're going to want him to show that he can do it you're going to want you know free agents to see how good Kyler Murray is you're going to want to end the season strong I think if you're the Cardinals that's first and foremost Uh, again I'm sure they would love a higher draft pick but at the end of the day you know I, I don't think with a quarterback like that they want to maximize his talent window so they were happy that he played well the only other thing i'll say about this game kurt other than the falcons continuing to not use Bijan robinson which just makes no sense did you see that twitter video the x video x videos shout out uh do you see the video on x twitter.com of of the sky cam of kyler murray running around the pocket and then running for the first down yeah i fucking love those videos and like he's so back first came back and he's already doing that it was crazy kyler murray uh is like I don't even know
1: what to equate him to. Like a little child who just stole your keys and it's like, you can't, can't get, catch me. He's can't like catch running him. around the kitchen island and you can't get him. It's like, that's Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, r- respectfully, of Respect. course. Um, and it's big for the Patriots because uh, if Kyler Murray can win some games for yes. the Cardinals. Yes, we need that so bad. Uh, for uh, The Patriots are tanking off right now uh, and the tank off and uh,
0: the Cardinals winning helps Patriots. We need so. Kyler Murray and Tommy DeVito to play like
1: MVPs. Enough said. <laughs> Bruno, speaking of uh, people playing like MVPs, mm. all you have to do is play the New York Giants. That's it. You'll <laughs> look at an MVP. Bruno, uh, the Dallas Cowboys played the Giants for the second time this year and now collectively have beaten the Giants by a score of 89-17. to That's insane. Yeah, so uh, Dallas gets a job done again this this week, 49-17 over the Giants. Dak Prescott accounts for five touchdowns. Cowboys are out. Uh, their 12th straight home win. So some home cooking in Dallas, which is yeah, interesting because obviously... We're talking about playoff seating dallas on loses six and three dallas can keep winning these games get those home games clearly they're playing very well at home in in, in texas um so it's something to monitor there in this game again bruno cd lamb is starting to play he's like so he's starting to play like a goddamn fucking animal and again it's it's never been because he's bad he's he's been a very good receiver but he's starting to put up some numbers that have got the, you know, kind of catch your attention here for a second. In this game, what did he go for? He had 11 receptions for 151 yards Sheesh. and a touchdown. So you know him, Brandon Cooks, nine receptions, 173 yards. It's like, you know, Brandon Cooks hadn't been very much involved, but again, with a, with a receiving core of Cooks and Ceedee Lamb and Gallup, and you have know, Tony Pollard. Like, Dallas should be good. We didn't talk about it a couple weeks ago, but. Dallas should have beat Philadelphia in that in that yeah. game two weeks ago. Yep. I'll tell you what, Panamanian pals got me believing a little bit. <laughs> Dallas Dallas feels like they could be here for a, for to stick around for a little bit. I don't know what their schedule is coming up. Let's take a quick peek. Panthers Win. Commanders Win. Seahawks, Close. Eagles. Uh, it gets tough at the end. They, they got some tough ones. Okay, they have a stretch where it goes Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions.
0: That's, That's a, a tough it. stretch. That's a prove it five yeah. games.
1: So I mean we'll see. We'll see if they're real or not.
0: But uh, again Dallas, Dallas playing some good ball right now. Dallas is definitely playing some good ball right now. So Panamanian Pal. We'll have to see uh where he leads his boys. Sure uh, will. It will. Lead to the promised land or to nowhere. Uh speaking of leading the boys to the promised land, Geno Smith. Woohoo! woo-hoo! <laughs> Uh, last week certainly did not lead his boys to the Promised Land. They lost by, I think it was 400 to the Ravens last week. I think it was 400 to nothing that was the score. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. It was 37 to 3 or something like that. No, 400 to nothing. Yeah, 400 to nothing. Uh, coming into this week, were they going to bounce back? They were playing a Commanders team that has beaten some really good teams recently. The Commanders have some really impressive victories recently over some really good teams, may I stress. Uh, and so the question was, you know, Sam Howell and Eric Bieniemy's offense could who was gonna win in sort of this game? Well, the Seahawks got the dub in sort of a back and forth affair, and they definitely have to be feeling happy about that. Final score was 29 to 26 Seahawks, but going to the fourth quarter, it was 16 to 12 Seahawks. So it was kind of one of those games where it was like who's gonna have the ball last. Uh, to the Seahawks' credit, uh, each time that the commanders were coming back, the Seahawks sort of stepped up, so they go up 19-12 in the fourth. The Commanders score touchdowns all tied at 19. It's like, oh, shit, what are the Seahawks going to do? Under pressure, Geno Smith leads a touchdown drive. They go up 26-19. Defense, once again, kind of fails them, and the Commanders tied up with 52 seconds left, 26 all. 52 seconds, too much time for Geno Smith. Leads them down for a game-winning field goal from Jason Myers, who kicked not one, not two, not beow, three, beow, not beow. four, but five field goals uh and the Seahawks needed every one of them. So they get a big win for them because due to what Kurt talked about earlier, the 49ers recent slump, it's actually kind of tight in the a- uh, NFC West over there in the division. Both teams are 6 and 3, I want to say. Um, and so again, if we, you know, if we kind of forecast here, I think we both probably think the 49ers are going to come out on top, but you know what? Seahawks are making it a race and that's very fun. I think if you're the Commanders, this is kind of like been one of the stories of their season. I think you have to feel at least happy with Sam with how Sam Howell played. He has 29 for 44 with over 300 yards and three touchdowns. He's continuing to cement himself as the guy, and I think that was one of their biggest question marks coming into the season, so they're happy about that. Uh They actually used their running back that was named B. Robinson unlike the Falcons. Brian Robinson uh popped off. He only had 38 yards rushing, but he had 119 yards receiving, so doing his best Austin Eckler impression. So, again, a little bit of a shootout. Maybe not the biggest shootout of the week Which is something We'll get to later But Seahawks Got the dub
1: Yeah Bruno You mentioned a good point About the Seahawks Being right in that race Another team In a, in a race All of a sudden Happens to be The Vegas Raiders Bruno Back to back wins Under interim Head coach Rich Basaccia Fucking should be He never should have Gotten fired That was fucking electric <laughs> I had to toss that What's his name Antonio Pierce Right Yeah, 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 yeah. Antonio <laughs> Pierce <No. laughs> Rich Basaccia Where's um, he Green Bay I think he's yeah, Their special yeah, teams Coordinator bullshit. He belongs in Vegas. Justice, um, justice for rich <laughs> but such a guy. Um Bruno, Vegas wins an ugly, sloppy, disgusting. Yep. No, really need to talk about a game. Sixteen to twelve over the over the Jets. Here's the thing. We've gotten to that point with the Jets again, where it makes no sense that Zach Wilson is their quarterback. It's crazy. If Zach Wilson's not their quarterback, they probably win this game. That, again, we're talking about if that. If Josh Dobbs is
0: their quarterback, they probably win this game. Oh, we're, we're dobbing, dobbing
1: off. If, we're dobbing yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, if again, it's just it's. Uh, it's almost like malpractice. Like, I know this Jets team is good; they're a good football team, and they're being held back by the quarterback. Again, it makes you think: if Aaron Rodgers is there, this is a team that's going on in the postseason. Aaron Rodgers has is coming back in a couple of weeks. There are reports saying he's not coming back to OTAs next year. I don't know what to believe. I don't. I don't I'm not going to doubt Aaron Rodgers, though. I don't know what kind of crystal meth he's doing or yeah. whatever yep. hard drugs he's doing because he's definitely <laughs> doing hard drugs. Um, just need to. Uh, if he comes back and, and the Jets are hanging on, right, this loss was massive for the Jets because they'll probably be, yeah. you know, competing for a wild-card spot right with the right with the Raiders. Now, Raiders owed oh, the head-to-head yeah. against them, so that's obviously not good if you're a Jets fan or a member of the Jets, but, I mean, their receiving core is good. Garrett Wilson's great. Obviously, they have two good backs, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, and it's just like their defense is fucking elite. Yeah. Zach Wilson can't get out of his own way, so... Yeah. Um, again, a 16-12 loss, not what you're looking for against a Raiders team that really isn't very good. I don't know if you caught this, what Antonio Pierce said. Uh, Devontae Adams got some targets early in the game, and they asked him about it at halftime, and he goes, I'm not an idiot. I know who to get the ball to. <laughs> Shit. I'm like, she is dragging <laughs> Josh McDaniels. I'm not an idiot. I know who to get the ball to. <laughs> okay. Also, newest member of the Vegas Raiders, Jack Jones. Oh, yeah. fuck. Patriots released Jack Jones. He was in the vegas on the sidelines of this raiders game before the raiders claimed him interesting antonio pierce was jack jones high school football coach take that for what it is but i was like that seems a little fishy Whatever. Fuck them. fuck them Raiders. Fuck them Raiders.
0: And I have a feeling, Kurt, that's going to be one of those. You know how the the. I mean, the old Patriots, maybe not the new Patriots, the old Patriots, someone would be really good on the Patriots, leave somewhere else, sign big contracts, suck, come back and be good for us. I feel like he's going to be good for the Raiders, and that's going to piss he's me a the fuck go- off. He's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. I think Bill and him just didn't jive. Yeah, exactly. So that's great. Bill. Bill's not of, jiving with everyone. Yeah, get rid of our good players. That, uh, that's a great strategy for doing. Kurt. That brings us to some interesante Gameos. Um, that's definitely not how you say it, but I said it anyways. Uh, we've kind of got through the meat of the uh, rest, of the regular games, if you will. And now we're on to some exciting recaps, <laughs> Kurt. We mentioned this guy's name earlier. We're not going to stop mentioning this guy's name. That guy is CJ Stroud, and CJ Stroud is that guy, Kurt. I it's it's so crazy watching him play, like. I don't know. I don't know. You know. I don't want to speak for you. I think we're both generally college football fans. You know, we have history of watching. You know, Penn State with Ant, with our old boss. Shout out the. Uh, we are baby. Shout out. Uh, we are. Uh, Kurt and I are also you know we're obviously up to date on On the biggest college football teams in Ohio State Is one of them so we both probably remember him playing At Ohio State definitely good definitely Like was was there and he looked good I don't think though that I was like Crying crying up a storm that He didn't go number one over Bryce Young But now I just feel like a goddamn fool Along with probably many people including The fucking Panthers because my god He just doesn't give a fuck His balls are so fucking big Dude huge balls the theme of the week huge boss the theme of the week was game-winning field goals as time expired guess what happened in this game Game game-winning field goal as time expired though i don't even know the guy's name i just remember seeing the story their kicker got injured and they signed someone on like fucking tuesday and that dude just kicked a game-winning field goal so that feels good for the texans kurt i don't even know where to begin uh this kind of was a good day for both offenses you know cj stroud 356 yards passing joe burrow 347 yards cj stroud Threw for a touchdown and ran for a touchdown. Joe Burrow threw for two touchdowns, so it's like both were kind of going back and forth. The key difference in the game, which isn't what you maybe would expect from Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, but it happened. Joe Burrow two late game interceptions oh. that kind of proved to be the difference maker. Those yeah. were really killer uh turnovers, especially when you consider the game was decided on a field goal in with zero seconds remaining. But going back to C.J. Stroud, I, like. I feel like he is just making the whole team better. Like When you think about it, I've heard all these stories about his presence in the locker room, connecting with guys on the team, being a leader. That's all great to hear. You obviously have to back that up with your performance on the field. Well, let's look at his performance on the field. He's in the MVP conversation, because I feel like every week he's thrown for 350 yards and four touchdowns, something crazy like that. On top of that, the guys on offense, he's making look outrageous. Dude, Noah Brown, seven catches, 172 yards. What the fucking titties, Kurt? fucking Noah fucking Brown Tank Dell who again like maybe was a little bit more known of a game he's popping off for the Texans too Devin Singletary rushing for 150 fucking yards in a touchdown like I don't know what's going on I'm not like shitting on all those guys I'm just saying like I feel like he's bringing that confidence and like that culture to that team which he just got there and head coach D'Amico Ryans I mean he played there but he just became the coach there right so like uh, like, I, I know we historically haven't liked the Texans because back in the day there was yeah. no J.J. Watt rivalry. This version of the Texans, it, they're so easy to root for. Talking about people who are easy to root for, their offense is absolutely electric. Their defense obviously could use some work, but D'Amico Ryan's is a defensive guy, so I'm sure it'll get there over time. And they're out here getting quality wins uh, against the Bengals of all teams, who had just been the hottest team in the NFL. So I definitely think if you're the Texans, you're you're pumped about this game. Kurt, I'm pulling up the standings really quick. Um, in that AFC South, we all assumed it was the Jacksonville Jaguars division to lose. It still might be because the Jaguars have a very easy schedule. But don't look now. The Jaguars are 6-3, and three, and the Texans are 5-4. and four. So we're really not looking at that much separation at the top of the AFC South. You know, maybe the hype is getting out of control. I'm not saying anything about contending or anything like that. But I will say, you can feel pretty confident. Maybe you hear me knocking on right now. I'm knocking on with Texans fans. You can feel pretty confident that C.J. Stroud is the guy. And the fact that they've arrived at this point halfway through his first season, outrageous. You must be like ecstatic if you're <laughs> with Texans. Here's what it proves. You get the
1: right quarterback yep. and the right head coach. A turnaround can be pretty quick. Yeah. This Texans team wasn't supposed to be good. They won, what, two games last yeah, year? They, were, they were awful. They were Patriots. They And they weren't supposed to be much better this year. You get the right guy and both your head coach and your quarterback, and you are in busyness. Bruno, moving on to our next uh, next game. A little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. We got a statement win from the Cleveland Browns. They uh, they came back beat the Ravens 33-31. But at what cost, Bruno? At what cost? At what cost. So... Many folk have been uh, judgmental, and rightfully so, over the contract, the fully guaranteed contract, <clears throat> that Deshaun Watson was given. But, for one of the first times, Deshaun Watson played like a quarterback who deserved the contract he got, Brown mm-hmm. With the Browns down 14 points in the fourth quarter, I don't know if 14 is his goddamn lucky number, but it might as well be. Because he went 14 to 14 in the second half, that's culminated with a game winning drive and yet another game winning field goal, I'm story of one. the week. Uh, but, Bruno, again, this game turned on its head a little bit in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, the rave, excuse me, the Browns go down to score a touchdown and get it to a, a one score game. Mm-hmm. Immediately after, immediately after, they got a pick six of Lamar Jackson to get the game to within one point. Actually, shank the extra point and so they were still down by one but that led to the, the game winning drive for deshaun watson later in the game the ravens had their chances to win this game again i feel like in the nfl you can say this almost any week especially in a close game the ravens had their chances but they turned it over when they had those chances and if, again in a game where it's tight and you you know a game can be decided on a, a fumble or an interception you can't be putting the ball on the ground you can't be giving the ball to the other team now it's a little bit interesting to say this the browns defense is legit sure they gave up 31 points But Miles Garrett, I mean, the way he gets after the quarterback, Bruno, is it's absurd. It being a Patriots fan and watching Matt Judon is fun. Matt Judon is a fantastic football player, but so much of like Matt Judon's pressure is kind of schemed up in terms of right stunts and stuff. Miles Garrett is like, put whoever the fuck you want in (laughs) front of me. I'm gonna run through his face. What's that, Marshawn Lynch? I'm gonna run through a motherfucker face. Yeah, that's Miles Garrett (laughs) on every single play. It is really fun. I'm not a defensive guy. Do Well noted at this point. I'm not a defensive guy. Miles Garrett makes watching defense fun. Yeah. Like, in you know, so much of the NFL and, like, you know, seven on seven football. Is so everything's the advantage of the offense. You know, you can't even tackle the quarterback now. You got With your body weight, you know, oh, quarterback, bunch of fucking pussies. Pussy shit. Imagine playing the quarterback. Loser. <laughs> um, it, Miles Garrett is fun to watch. Yeah. That, that Cleveland defense is fun to watch. Bruno, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR. <laughs> DTR is what they're calling him uh he uh it's his it's his time now because Deshaun Watson after that heroic comeback that boy done for the year that boy done for the year so the DTR show and again he won his he won his start with I think I think maybe he won his one start earlier in the year don't check me on that but just he did um (laughs) so now it's his his show for the rest of the year and the Browns currently Bruno they're six and three and in the playoffs so they're ahead of the Bengals in in the in the playoff picture and I don't I don't know. We will see,
0: my friend. We will see. You know what's crazy, though? Uh, not that I'm a huge P.J. Walker guy, but he's the other quarterback on the Browns. So, like, I guess if DTR is starting over him, you're saying, like, you don't think P.J. Walker could get the job done. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. DTR, we'll see. But i will say it, you, the browns had a great like week like you get this win over rival great ending to the game sean watson finally looked like himself they were setting up to have like a, a crazy season and all of a sudden it's over so we'll see i mean you're right we have to give dtr a chance but uh we will see what their season ends up being kurt two teams uh that have had some up and ups and downs this year and certainly a lot more offense than defense i'm talking lions and chargers kurt once again, I'm coming to you with the theme of the week, which is game-winning field goals as time expires. And once again, I'm bringing you yet another game that that exact thing happens. Lions 41, Chargers 38 what an absolutely electric game kurt uh for the lions and the chargers both of them really needed this game the chargers have been up and down all all year have not been able to win close games at all the lions uh just got destroyed by the ravens and so they needed a bounce back game to prove that they still got it and boy do they still got it kurt uh this was a crazy game for a lot of reasons both these coaches are known to be pretty aggressive dan campbell and brandon staley kurt on fourth downs this game the lions were four for five and the Chargers were three for three. That's pretty fucking nuts when you think about fourth down conversions. The biggest fourth down conversion of the game, and Kurt, I don't know if you agree with this decision, if you like it, if context matters and when you're going to do this. uh, It's 38-38. There's a minute left, and the Lions have the ball. It's fourth and two, at the chargers 26 right so you're at the 26 yard line you add in 17 18 yards for a field goal that's like 43 44 yards right that's a pretty makeable field goal right but there's a minute left so what do they do do they kick the field goal and leave some time for the chargers on the end of the side or do they go for it the the lions fucking went for it on fourth and two to so talk about big balls dan campbell they're fucking down to his knees huge balls and i think that's what the players on the lines like and guess what they fucking got it and then they smartly after they got it kneeled Uh, Kneeled the ball down Three times And then kicked a game Winning field goal As time expired Uh, Kurt it was uh, Pretty crazy because uh, Again they could have Just easily kicked The field goal But so many times This year I feel like We've said Left too much time For the other team And they left Zero time for other teams. So Kurt Sometimes it be like that Uh, I will say There was some crazy Fucking stats in this game We've been talking about Like the Texans Having crazy stats and other teams Amon Ross St. Brown He's been a noted Fucking really good receiver 156 yards And a touchdown Keenan Allen said Huh that's cute, 156 and one touchdown. Try 175 yards and two touchdowns. Holy fucking shit, Keenan Allen! If he just stayed healthy, he'd be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Yep. No, he, just he could really, never stay really, truly would. He's fucking insane. David Montgomery busting out a 75-yard rushing touchdown for the Lions. Justin Herbert had four touchdown passes. Literally just like, literally just insane stats from this game. But in what we've talked about for other games too, Kurt. The turnovers this game. Lions had zero, Chargers had one. That was a Justin Herbert interception probably was the difference in the game one extra possession for the, the chargers they scored of could have sort of touched a uh, touchdown and would have ended up winning so that uh, sucks to see for the chargers it's the same old story for the chargers at least fans by now they get it like they you know how we've been talking about the patriots recaps each week are kind of the same I think the chargers recaps each week are the same too it's like oh we played really well we had great stats we couldn't we couldn't close it out when it mattered and we lost so uh sucks for the chargers for the lions good win to add to their resume and uh they are looking to prove that they are for real uh after you know they just had lost to the ravens by a shit ton at least they won this game they're back on track so good for our lions. who might have to be our team because uh we might not have a team right now
1: well i formally announced it on my instagram True. i said i, I am did a lions fan I from this point going forward because <laughs> they are fun they do not suck and i don't make the rules that's what i said uh bruno want to know a team who does suck oh boy oh boy no one circles the wagons <laughs> like, like the buffalo, buffalo bills. bills actually everyone does because the fucking bills suck yeah. out of nowhere bruno bills drop to five and five On the campaign. Yikes. Bruno, and they lose to goddamn Russell Wilson and the goddamn Broncos. Yikes. Bruno, let's talk about this game for a second. Well, first off, I have two questions for you. I just want a yes or no answer. I'm ready. Russell Wilson, back? Fuck it, yes. That was more than one one word, but... Fuck it, yes. Perfect. Fuck (laughs) it, yes. One word. (laughs) Are the Bills dead? Yes. (laughs) Fuck it, yes. Fuck it, yes. Okay, Bruno, I love it. Um, So, (laughs) not... Not to not to point fingers. Oh I don't point. Oh boy, here it comes, here it comes. A certain person <laughs> in this room happened to pick uh, the Buffalo Bills to be Super Bowl champions.
0: Uh, do we have the tapes proving that I may have picked them? I don't know. We probably do. I uh, picked them. Hand stats up. Stats Kurt. Yes or no question. Is my hand up right now? It's up. Hand up. I it's picked, up. I, I picked the Bills not only to make the Super Bowl but to win the Super Bowl. I just don't see it happening. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they Shit. might not even make the playoffs. <laughs> Bruno, we have a
1: weird game here. So the Bills lose 24-22 in Orchard Park to the Broncos. We have a weird finish. Yeah. A wacky, wild, weird finish. We're talking about kickoffs. 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 kick-offs. Kickoff walk-offs. Walk off. Walk off. Kickoff. No a flacka. No hands. <laughs> Bruno. We have the Broncos driving down at the end of the game. They use all their timeouts and then for some reason run a play. They took a knee. It was very strange. Took a knee, have their field goal unit run onto the field. But in that mass chaos of them running on the field, getting set up, little time to go. They're like, you know, five seconds of rushing the kick, rushing the kick. Will Lutz, no good. No good. Wide right, I believe it was. Wide right. All of a sudden, little piece of laundry on the field. A little yellow. Usually you're seeing dildos getting thrown on the field in <laughs> Buffalo. True. Now you're getting fucking yellow getting thrown on the Jeez. field from the, from the zebra. Yeah. We got 12 men on the field. Yeah. Bruno, you never Yikes. give you never give someone a gimme. Oh you God. never give someone a mulligan. You can't do it. You can't do it. Will a thank you very much. Right down the dick the second time around. Bills lose on a walk-off, kickoff. off <laughs> Waka-flocka. <laughs> I'm not... Waka-flocka <laughs> is the name of this I <laughs> Love it. The name of Love this pod. It. <laughs> uh, Bruno, it was just the perfect culmination of this season for Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo has been... They have plenty of talent. It ain't working. No. So, I don't think enough was made about the fact that the Bills lost Leslie Frazier. Yeah. Their defensive coordinator, Sean McDermott takes over. They, that whole that whole way that happened last year was weird. Yeah. Leslie Frazier was like, uh, I'm gonna move up stairs more to like the uh, not like an owner or like a good GM, but like more of that type of role. Sean McDermott's like, you know what, you're all set. Like hit the road, Jack. Yeah. Um took over the defense and it hasn't hasn't worked out great for them. Also mm. Sean McDermott fires their offensive coordinator after this game. Yeah, I I, I just have one more question. Mm. Was Ken Dorsey the offensive coordinator responsible for the 12 men on the field? Uh, I don't think so. I, was he responsible for Josh Allen throwing it in trouble coverage? Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't believe so. No. Was he the? Was he? Was Ken Dorsey responsible for letting Russell Wilson cook? Yeah, <laughs> don't I think so. I, I, I don't believe so. <laughs> so, I, it feels a little bit like Sean McDermott's like, you're the scapegoat. Right. I don't fuck with that. Right. I don't fuck with that at all. Um, and I will say, the, the Broncos have won three in a row. They look more competent. Russell Wilson looks better. Has Sean Payton fixed Russell Wilson? I don't know, but he looks competent. Again. Yeah. Bruno, if you want to look at the Bills' next chunk of games here. Right. I'm going to go on the record right now and say the Bills are not making play I mean, at this point, Kurt. So, they have the Jets next week. Not You can't even say that's a win. No, you can Yes, they play Zach Wilson. Congratulations, probably a win. But, but. the Jets beat you once. Yep. Without Aaron Rodgers. I know. So, <laughs> so, so take that for what it is. Uh, and then you have the Eagles Oof. and the Chiefs. Oh, my God. And the Cowboys. Oh, my God. And the Chargers, who can put up points. Yeah. And the Patriots. Ooh. We fucking
0: beat you once. We fucking beat your bitch ass. And the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bruno uh, are, are they going on a nine game loss streak to end the season who says no who says no? or uh, uh, whatever uh, math but yeah yeah I think they are I mean I hope they beat us uh, true yeah, for
1: the yeah, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we beat them once so fuck you uh, I don't know I don't know what I hope. I hope it's me either we'll figure it out we'll get we'll come around to that
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, but, when we get there. but your point about them being in trouble is true
1: they are in, they are in trouble Bruno and again Russell Wilson again not a perfect game threw for almost 200 yards two touchdowns um One was a ridiculous throw to Cortland Sutton. Like, one of those throws where you couldn't have, like, stopped time, walked the ball, and handed it to him in a better spot. Like, it was a perfect throw. Um, It just.
0: It still feels like they're a bad team. I don't think they're a good football team. I know, but it's like, then they, they beat the Chiefs two weeks ago. So it's like, I know that doesn't say everything. People have bad games and whatever, but it's like, I don't. I'm not declaring the Broncos good all of a sudden, but I will say, like, you get enough wins. I don't know. I don't know, Jim. Jim. Uh, it's funny. Old friend Ronnie
1: Perkins, who played a collective zero snap for the Patriots, <laughs> is the starting defensive end in, in Denver, and he's fucking good. Oh, good. So I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, great. Good job by the yep. scouting department. Love it. I'm glad you brought him to the Patriots and then let him walk away. Love it. I fucking hate this team so Love fucking it. much, Bruno. We have nothing else to talk about. I don't. I mean, say less. Fuck them, kids. Let's <laughs> talk about the Patriots. <laughs> Uh Bruno, okay. Okay. Well, forty five minutes in. Perfect perfect timing. Perfect timing. timing. Uh the Patriots played a game. Not on American soil. Turns out they suck in America
0: and abroad. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about me. I studied abroad. Yeah, people forget. I didn't lose. You didn't lose, but you did bring back some shit with you, and so did the Patriots. Yeah, we <laughs> we both came back literally full of shit. Full of shit. Full of shit.
1: <laughs> um Bruno, what is what is interesting? is the Patriots, you know, those guys, they played another game where they couldn't score. And ultimately, football, don't know if you know this, is a game where offensively you do try to be competent. You you do the thing where you run the football, you pass the football sometimes. Sometimes you kick it through those big yellow arches and you get points. And um, what's really interesting is the Patriots don't do any of that very well. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so uh, when the Patriots score six points in a game, they're usually not going to win it. However, However. We usually when you hold the other team in 10 points, you usually win the game. Yeah. Not this week. No. Because, like I said, we scored six points. Yeah. This, hmm, it's gotten to a point. Well, you can't even make up how bad it has become you for the Patriots. You can't. Uh, they had, <laughs> they had some chances in this game. Chad Ryland, our kicker that we drafted in the fifth round or something, uh, missed a thirty-five-yard field goal uh, late in the fourth quarter. It would have made the game ten to nine. Nick, focus on the Titans, uh, Bill Makes, Belichick. I get so pissed every time I remember that. <laughs> and he's playing so fucking well for the Titans, too. He hasn't missed a field goal here. Uh, and then, Bruno, we have this guy named Mac Jones. <laughs> so, the Patriots' offense had kind of been sputtering all day. They ran the ball really effectively. Ramondre was great. Ezekiel Elliott was great. They moved, the was ball, they moved the ball great on the ground. Then they asked Mac Jones to throw it. And Bill O'Brien actually called a fantastic play. Play action. Ezekiel Elliott had been, like I said, eating all game long. Play fake Ezekiel Elliott. Mike Siki is so fucking open in the back of the end zone, it's stupid. We're on like the 20-yard line. Perfect play call. Would have put the Patriots up. Bruno, Mac Jones had so many bad throws in his career. I saw a tweet that was like, it would be really hard. For Mac Jones, have a worst like to like find the worst throw of Mac Jones' career. It is no longer hard to do because I found it. He throws this ball off his back foot for no reason. There's there's no no, reason. There's no pressure.
0: I'm so I'm not even I. I Keep going. Remember when Sam Darnold
1: saw ghosts? Oh my god! Mac Jones sees double the amount of ghosts. And what Mac Jones got sacked five times in the first half. And like, don't get me wrong, the offensive line wasn't great. But also, so much of it is just Mac Jones just shits his pants. Yeah. Like, he shits his pants in the pocket. And so, it was almost like, as a quarterback, when you get pressure, you start to, like, feel pressure even when it's not there. Right. Mac clearly thought felt pressure. Like, threw off his back foot hopping backwards. When I tell you, from a, he threw the ball from the 20-yard line to the, towards the end zone. He was probably 25 feet short of where that ball needed to go. That is a... Huge distance. Mike Kosicki was like, "Was that fucking to me?" <laughs> <laughs> He's looking around like, "Was that
0: to me?" Because <laughs> all he saw in front of him was a wide open end zone. I mean,
1: it—it's just fucking stupid. I mean, and the again, is it a blessing the Patriots lost this game? Probably. And the Patriots going to their bye week now at two and eight. It's just—it's doomsday scenario for New England. Mac Jones got gets benched at the end of the game. The Patriots lose the game because Bailey Zappi tries to do a fake spike. Horrendous. Bill, Did you see the cutaway to Bill Belichick after? He's yes. laughing. He Bill Belichick was laughing. And Maybe he was laughing so he didn't cry. But, I mean, like, you don't want to talk about big balls. Bailey Zappi like, coming off the bench cold, like,
0: Watch this fake spike interception about to throw. He throws it triple coverage. There's like four Colts. I, I found a screenshot. There's fucking four <laughs> Colts and one Patriots receiver on the ground. <laughs> Mario Douglas is on the ground. What the fuck? He those? threw the ball into a defensive meeting.
1: I mean, that's just not what you're supposed to do. So, again, the Patriots are finding new ways to lose, and it's just – my. I watched the game, had Moses had some breakfast with my buddy Jake.
0: So Jake Larkin, And he –
1: he, Jake. And Jake was getting fucked fucking. Jake was getting mad. And he's like, why are you not mad? I was like, I'm just numb. We're numb. I don't even know what to say anymore. He's like, he's freaking out at the end of the game. I'm just like laughing. I'm like, this is this is like the They're so bad. It happens so fast. There's no way, Bruno, you can tell me this year's team is worse on paper than last year's team. And your coaching staff hypothetically got better. Hypothetically. I, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Bruno. How is this possible, dude? First of all, call us Lincoln Park because we're numb as fucking fuck right now. Uh, Because I felt the same way. Like I'm, I get so fucking pissed watching those replays of those both of those picks. But at the same time, Kurt, it's so right. Like part of me just wants to hysterically laugh. If you're a fan of any other team, you're cracking the fuck up watching that fucking those two donkeys throw two of the worst passes you've ever fucking seen out there at the end of the game, Kurt like i agree at the end of the day is a loss better for us absolutely right we're doing fucking nothing and we want a high draft pick and the giants suck and the cardinals suck so we need to keep losing like wins are not going to help us at this point even still there's so much fucking shit that makes you just absolutely enraged the colts had not scored less than 20 points in any of their games this year they scored half that kurt and they fucking still won Fucking Jonathan Taylor scored as many points by himself as our whole fucking team did, Kurt. The end of the game, and the, you know what's infuriating? I almost wish we got blown out. You know what? Because I mean? that'd be pathetic. Getting blown up by Gardner Minshew's Colts would be fucking pathetic, right? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be thrilled, but like that would be pathetic. The fact that we should have won this game, like, literally should have. Like, I know people are like, oh, Patriots fans are coping. Mike Kisecki was so fucking wide open in the end zone. Literally so wide open. And the fact that that would have been such a confidence booster for Mac Jones. Teammates would have been like, you led us to a victory, and he fucking shits his fucking dick hole. Like the fact that we literally should have won this game is so much worse. And it's like at this point, I'm not even saying like we're good because we should have won so many games. It's just absolutely infuriating to watch. But at the same time, I was just sitting there on Sunday just like this. I was just I mean, I know people can't see me right now. I was just like throwing my hands up in the air, fucking both pissed and shaking my head. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Kurt and I were talking before this pod today about like, what did we even say about the Patriots at this point? Because it's like it feels like we could have won this game, but didn't. And just fucking both infuriatingly bad plays with the mixture of that and then we just are finding new ways to lose i don't know kurt they're like i don't know about you i i kind of wish we left every single quarterback we have in germany like i would prefer let's just do full-time wildback with zeke and Ramondre. i don't give a fuck i'm so pissed at zappy i'm so pissed at mac jones get me the fuck out of there kurt i don't even care you know how we want a top two pick because we want caleb williams or drake may that's what people are saying people things could change before the draft we're gonna be excited for the draft this year because we're gonna have a high draft pick. Give me fucking—I don't even know—fucking Jack McCarthy. Probably not even gonna be good. Don't care. Give me fucking any of those other guys. Shadur, Shadur Sanders. Yeah. Don't give. A, give me Jaden Daniels, Heisman leader at fucking LSU. I, give me any fucking quarterback that isn't Mac Jones. I am so over it. There's no questions for me. What's higher than a hundred percent? A billion percent? I'm a billion percent down with Mac Jones.
1: It's so interesting because I so fiercely defended Mac Jones for so long. I like for so long. I was like. Bailey Zappi's not the answer. I'm That's cor- true. I am correct about <laughs> That's that. That's true. <laughs> um, it's gone indefensible. Yeah. But with that being said, I do think a lot of that is the Patriots broke Mac Jones. Well, yeah. Like again, I'm not defending him, but I do feel a little bad for him. And I think he's a great teammate. Like I genuinely think he's a great teammate. Like. Never once has he thrown anyone under the bus. He's never thrown his coach under the bus. His receivers blow. His line blows. I, he's never he, – he's he's fist bumping Bailey Zappi going into the game. He's telling all the linemen go win the game. He's at the podium at the end saying, I'm not good enough. Like, I understand, like, I'm the problem. But, like, he's taking the blame. And I'm like, that's hard to do. He almost cried doing it. But I'm like, oh. So I gave him credit. But, again, like – the mismanagement of Mac Jones, from what that fucker was after his rookie year to what he has become now, he is the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. And I don't think it's particularly close. How did it happen? I don't. How did it happen? He. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that it's got to this point. Yeah. But
0: And one thing on that note really quick before yep. we move on remember how the 49ers were like purportedly interested in that whole shit about trey lance and all that sort of stuff i genuinely think and i know there's no way to prove this and i know there's no data to back it up i think if he went to the 49ers he'd be as good or like like what brock Purdy is doing right now you know what i mean i think when you put a coach who understands his players can scheme up things that work they surround them with talent on both sides of the ball and shit like that mac jones i think would have would have again i i don't want to discredit brock Purdy. brock Purdy's playing you know having a great season uh since last year but i think mac jones would have been good on the 49ers I I completely agree and Kurt I also let's not get something twisted here last year I think there was a lot of reasons why everything you were saying was right like it took up until this point for me to reach the fu- like I wasn't one of those people in the past two years being like get rid of him it took up until this season seeing everything we've seen this year and especially in recent weeks for me to get to this point point. and I agree I mean it's it's, it's a shame because it's not all on him but like you know, there, there's all these rumors about coaching changes. There's all these rumors about what's going to happen to the Patriots moving forward. Maybe it's just a fresh start all around. Like, that, maybe that's what we need. I certainly wouldn't be against that if that's what it comes down to at this point.
1: It it feels inevitable that a change is coming. Yeah. So now, I, I never thought this conversation would happen. Like, I don't see any path to Bill Belichick being the Patriots coach next nope. year. Do you? No, nope, Literally none. So, it now comes down to, does Bill and Robert Kraft, do they do they trade Bill? Does Bill get fired? I, you know, all sorts of reports have come out, obviously, because it's, it's the hottest topic right now. That, you know, Dan Orlovsky said that he already knows what Team Bill Belichick's going to. Like, it's already done. I was like, how the fuck... So, basically, Robert Kraft has to understand, like, you let Tom Brady go. Uh, you okayed in the end. I know it was Bill's choice, but at the end of the day, you okayed it to let Tom Brady walk away. So, you let the best player in NFL history walk away from your team. Now, again, the Patriots suck this year. It is what it is. You're going to let the best coach of NFL history walk away from your team. Like... It must terrify you if you are Robert Kraft. So let's say Bill goes and he wins the Super Bowl next year. You know how bad that looks if you're Robert Kraft? So, again, like it just it's, – it's a it's a dicey situation. It's a dicey thing. Like Robert Kraft – I mean, again, I don't think there's any way Bill stays. I, I really don't. But I do think Bill's a good coach. I really do. I think I think the choices he's made and his coaching staff and his personnel have really, really hindered him as a coach. And they gotten to a point where I don't think he has locker room anymore. So I think it's time for him to move on. Um, and it gets to a point for me where it, it's – Bill is 71 years old. Bill Belichick is not going to go somewhere where he has to rebuild something. So, like, people are like, oh, he'll go to the Giants. No, he's not going to the Giants. They're arguably worse than the Patriots. <laughs>
0: not, pretty that's
1: right. hard to be.
0: Imagine going from Mac Jones to Tommy DeVito. I mean, no, Danny Jones is there. God, but holy fuck.
1: The holy fuck. Hey, can you imagine? No, thank you. And then, you know, the commanders are being flown. That's out the there. hot one that I've been saying. I'm like, okay, maybe. Are the commanders that much closer to winning a Super Bowl than the Patriots? They do have a quarterback. They, Sam Howell's very good. <laughs> but you just traded away your two 2S defenders. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. It doesn't. The math isn't mathing for me. There are two teams
0: that I see Bill Belichick going to. And Kurt hasn't told I don't know this. I haven't been keeping up to date, and Kurt hasn't told me. So I'm, this is my live finding out uh, what Kurt thinks.
1: Bruno, we talk about a team every fucking week on this podcast. I know what you're gonna say, "Who's good?" Yep. And they keep losing games. That I, it doesn't make sense. Well, I just, the Chargers. The Yep. I knew that. Yep. Bill. That's a good point. Right off in the sunset in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Every fucking home game they play doesn't feel like a home game. How do you get a, How do you? How do you get a big a big fish in there and bring people in? You go fucking trade for Bill Belichick. You look at the pieces that team has. That's true. You have Justin Herbert, locked up for a long time. You have Keenan Allen, they have a Bosa. Their defense is fucking insane. (laughs) Bruno, how does it sound if Bill Belichick comes in, is a head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, there's a certain offensive coordinator around the block who is available. Oh, my God, don't even say that. Josh McD. Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick to the
0: Los Angeles Chargers. Watch them compete next year. Watch them compete next year. I wasn't thinking about the Chargers at all, so I'm pissed because they if they have another disappointing year, Brandon Say is gone. It's that experiment has gone on for so long. If
1: Bill Belichick's available,
0: you'll fire your coach. Yes. So But here's the thing. I completely agree with the optics of you let Bill walk away and if he does well, that looks bad. But I mean, again, it's not like if you if he goes to Chargers and wins a Super Bowl, if he stayed, he would have won a Super Bowl because the Chargers are exponentially right. more talented than us. That does suck because then it's like your two franchise guys both won Super Bowls in, like, their first season. Imagine that. They they both win their first season on the Patriots. That would be sucky. But, again, the Chargers, that's a great pick by you for the first of your two teams you see because that they you could seriously argue they are some coaching away from being, like, a Super Bowl contender.
1: I fully believe yeah. they are a good NFL yeah. coach away from yeah. being a fucking contender.
0: What's the other – you mentioned two teams.
1: A little bit more of a long shot. Okay. I've called him an incompetent boob many a time on this podcast. On this podcast. I don't believe in Mike McCarthy as far as I could fucking throw him. Oh, my God. And I couldn't throw Mike McCarthy very far. That's a big boy. Want to know a team that's ready to win right now? Who's their fucking owner? Jerry Jones. Who likes another old white man? Probably
0: Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. (laughs) (laughs) That would be – I haven't even thought about that. The Panamanian, pal was getting me oh all fired god. up about it. That w- that would be something. Though, you know what would be interesting? Belichick likes to be the alpha cuz he has control over personnel. Jerry Jones doesn't give a fuck and he just goes on his radio show and says what he wants. He's taken media after the game being like, "We're going to do this next week." So that would be that would be interesting to see him and Bill like yeah, how they drive. But yeah, that I, would be wild too. Yeah. Oh my god. Those are the two teams I think. I mean, those The Commanders only really have felt like it's made sense because he's, like, a D.C. guy. Like, he likes Annapolis naval shit, fucking military and whatever. Like, that's the only reason the Commanders make sense. Team-wise, yeah, they're probably firing Ron Rivera. But, like, I agree. It's never felt like the Commanders as a team were, like, that's where he's going to go. Those two teams. And, again, let's also think about what Bill wants. You're either living in L.A., which is certainly nicer weather than New England. And he just saw Brady do the same fucking thing. Go to a warm other place and be like, this is awesome. Or... Going to Dallas, again, it's going to be better, or better weather, anyways, and with a team that's pretty fucking good. I, I don't, I, how could he want to go to the Commanders over those two teams? You couldn't. You couldn't. Yeah.
1: There, who the fuck was it? It was Rex Ryan. Oh, fucking, of course. Rex Ryan's like, he's going to the Jets. Dude, imagine. Robert Kraft is not fucking trading yeah. Bill Belichick in the division to the New York Jets. Right. However, it would be scary to have that defense coached by Bill Belichick and Aaron Rodgers at quarterback next year.
0: Yeah. though the the re, So that's a weird comment from Rex Ryan because is anyone saying Salah is the problem? No. No one's saying that. No. Zach Wilson is very clearly the problem. Like they're literally Aaron Rodgers not tearing his Achilles away from being a great fucking team. So yep. that Rex Ryan is just being a hater over there, which is weird because it's like he coached at the Jets. So is he trying to stir up shit there? I don't know. I don't know what Rex Ryan is doing these fucking days. Looking toes, foot, fucking toe boy, Pillsbury toe boy. I love it. <laughs> I fucking
1: love it. Bruno, uh, the Patriots don't have a game this week, so somehow they'll still lose to the bye week. It'll yep. be two and ten, or two and nine for this week, uh, and then we go play Danny DeVito. Is that his name? Danny DeVito, an actor.
0: Yeah, that's that's the always sunny guy. Tommy yeah. DeVito. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> For a second, I was trying to think about what you're. Danny saying DeVito right is four foot eight. <laughs> yeah, he's very pretty fucking he'd funny though. Probably
1: fucking beat the Patriots. <laughs> oh god damn it! <laughs> Danny DeVito um, starting a quarterback. Always sunny. Oh, New York. In New York. Um, I was gonna go to that game. You I, were? Yeah, I me and that. my entire family, like my the nine fields. my nine cousins and I. Holy shit! I, we is were it spec- in July or at Meadowlands? Meadowlands. Okay. We respectively said no thanks. Right, that's fair. I'm not paying $90 no. to sit in the upper balcony to watch that shit show. That game was going to set football back 50 years.
0: Though, we did go with the All-Stars that time, and we sat in the upper balcony. We, we did. And all the Jets fans left, including the All-Stars. You waved goodbye. Bye. <laughs> we were like, bye. That was the Zach Wilson ghost game. It was. It? Uh, yeah. Or yes. No. Yeah. No. Yes, it was. Simpler times for the Patriots. <laughs> that was great. That was fucking fun. Was don't bad. think that's going to happen again, though. No. So.
1: Well, the Giants suck. I don't the Giants do suck, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who's – Gun to your head. Who's starting a quarterback for the Patriots? Because before the I Patriots know, had bye it. week, Mac Jones was still getting starter reps. There's no way. There's no way.
0: But but Zappi no sucks fucking dick, too. He's terrible. Why? What happened to uh, – what's his name? Cunningham. Why the fuck isn't he starting? Practice squad. I don't give a fuck. I want to see Will Greer. Uh, fuck that. Me, too. Well, West, Vir- West Virginia.
1: Country roads, dude.
0: That would be. I remember him in uh, West Virginia. He won a Heisman. Yeah, he's fucking good. Fuck, he he can't be worse than what we're seeing. He literally can't.
1: No, I mean, has he ever started? Panthers for like two games, and he had the Liz Frank injury.
0: Yeah, that sucks. Listen, Greer me up, baby. I'm fucking. I'm ready to get greered (laughs) Right in the Greer. (laughs) Greer me up. Greer me up. We'll see, Kurt. It's gonna be an interesting bye week. Uh, I. Yeah, I don't know. I, hopefully, we win. Or week. you play Mac
1: Jones again because he's doing his job. You're losing games.
0: You're not wrong. What are we? What are we prioritizing here? I know. Whatever. You can spin it any way you want. It's not going to be good, but you can spin it. Fuck them kids. Spinning the wheel. Keeping it real. Keeping it wheel. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm Kurt, ready for bed. I'm just happy we don't have to watch the Patriots this week. It's gonna be nice. Big Cat always says this because as a, as a Bears fan, he's always like, oh, it just feels nice not having to watch your team embarrass yourself on national television every week. I'm gonna enjoy it. We're not we're gonna have six non-Patriots picks this week, <laughs> which is great. Wow. Um we don't have to talk about how the Patriots are gonna lose. That'll be great. And next week on the recaps, we won't have to do this shitty conversation again. Thank you. So God. that feels fucking good, Kurt. That, that feels God. fucking good. So we're gonna do our picks this week, uh probably back to the normal time, I'd assume, because yep. A, there's no Patriots, and B, there's no Germany game, so we will pick our normal time. Uh and so thanks for uh thanks for tuning in here. Uh we're gonna to try to not invent a new way to lose to the bye week, but I wouldn't be surprised if we do, so don't be dicks. shocked. Don't be shocked. But we will see you next time on Playing the Field. Bye guys. Bye.